Hey, DJs, let's talk about Odds Jam. Developed by Stanford engineers, Odds Jam is an innovative solution designed to identify odds that make you the winner every single time. They have the fastest real time data to spot discrepancies between different sports books and help users place risk free bets. I said it risk free bets. Profits average 3% every day which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch. Just the smartest betting software on the market. Beat the book every time with Odds Jam. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Tuesday. Max, what's happening? Uh, I'm a bit tired. I stayed up uh, late watching LA Confidential. I don't know. It was just on. <laughs> it's just like, I haven't watched this movie in a while. And then I, I was sitting there wondering, as I'm... It, Am I allowed to like this movie? You know, Kevin Spacey's in it. Am I allowed to watch a movie with Kevin Spacey in it? And then it just got me thinking about Big Ben. And it's like, even if I was allowed to like Big Ben, I still don't think I would. But uh, hey, congrats on a on a career that might be over. Uh, he's got uh, one more game left at least. We'll see if the, if the Steelers can fucking somehow sneak into the playoffs after just dismantling the fucking Browns last night. And uh, we have lots to talk about, about the future of Baker Mayfield and the Hall of Fame worthiness of Big Ben. Whoa! Yeah, that uh, that game. I don't know if the Steelers destroyed the Browns or if the Browns destroyed the Browns. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this box score and these stats, and it's like vomit-inducing. <laughs> they did listen to you, though, Max. They did put Nick Chubb in bubble wrap and only yeah, ran yeah. it twelve yeah. times. <laughs> but that allowed Baker Mayfield to throw the ball thirty-eight times. Uh, an abysmal performance for both quarterbacks. So, yeah, let's kind of get into this. You know, Baker, just real quick, I don't know if there's ever been a quarterback that I liked everything about him except his ability to play football. Right, yeah. That's Baker in a nutshell. <laughs> he's he's a, he's a natural-born leader. He's got charisma. He does commercials really well. I think he's got a fucking hell of a career in the, in the, in the booth coming up. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says the right things. He he goes out there, and works hard, and I want to I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I really do. He's been he's been playing fucking injured all year. I said it on the show yesterday. I think that he's got some stuff left in the tank. But when you go out there and you put out a performance like that, it's it's hard for me to defend that. How how do you defend Baker Mayfield after that performance? I I just can't. I didn't watch the game, but I'm looking at these numbers. So nine sacks. Is that was that on Baker or was the offensive line just that putrid? Because the Browns' line had been pretty damn good, by especially when you look at how the rushing game had manifested all season long. So nine sacks that that just seems incredible to me. What did anybody watch the game? I know I didn't. I kind of nodded off during it. I mean, I'm going to assume most of that's on Baker. He's probably holding the ball too long. But I'd, I'd have to look. I'd have to go back and look and see. But yeah, there there was a good chunk of it where the the offensive line just kind of. I won't say gave up on plays, but I don't think that they weren't, uh, you know, heartbroken that Baker was getting hit. Is what I'm saying is that there, there was a couple uh, blown coverages on the offensive line, but yeah, th- there was a few where he should have thrown the ball away. Um, probably was was a little tentative because he, he at that point I think he already had two picks, so some of those sacks came when he had already thrown two interceptions. So I think he was a little gun shy of throwing the fucking ball away at that point, but. Uh, yeah, they they got to him, uh, and and he he looked shaken. Um, you know, he, he threw thirty eight times. Probably should have thrown 50, 60. I, I, I that's what I said yesterday. He's like, send him out there, see if he can win the game. Just see, just have him throw the ball every five. Like uh, Nick Chubb ran twelve too many times. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, what's funny is Baker Mayfield's QBR was 14.8. That was three points higher than Ben Roethlisberger. God damn. <laughs> what a way, what a way. I mean, he threw the ball, uh, what, 46 times, right? 40, yeah. 40, look, look, I'm, I'm a, I think the most worthless stat in, in the NFL is yards per attempt because they actually only give you the yards for the completions. It's the dumbest stat ever. So I'm looking here, though. He, he completed 24 passes for 123 yards. That That's five yards per completion. His longest completion was 13 yards to the running back on a swing pass. Like, what the fuck, man? This is, this is horrible football. Yeah, I mean, it's third and long, and he's throwing it short. He's throwing it to the to, yeah. just out to the flat every single time it's unbelievable but doesn't this track with what i uh, what we were discussing last week and, and what i was saying about like there's more bad quarterback games this season it's just uh, that you know it this is this another like two quarterbacks couldn't muster 200 yards combined for three interceptions uh this is this uh, you know an average qb rating of fucking 12 13 i mean th- that's not that's not normal man like this, this, there's something fucking up this season, and I, I really think it is this, um, this, this finesse defense, the defense that is just geared towards fucking stopping the pass, and the teams that are going to fucking win are the teams that are going to run the goddamn ball because that, that's what it seems like. It seems like the the rushing teams, like Tennessee, Tennessee's probably going to win the fucking Super Bowl at this point. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. They're going to run for <laughs> 400 fucking yards in a game, and that's going to be it. And then defense is going to be what the fuck do we do at this point? You know, last night looking at it, it's like. What the, what the fuck are these quarterbacks doing? And, and and now we get into the Hall of Famer. You know, his fucking last game in front of Heinz Field, uh, celebrations, blah, 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 and he throws this fucking shit dud out there. And that, that's the epitome of his 18th season, right? I mean, he's just been blah all fucking year. And, and we had high hopes going into the season. Well, I know Panther had really high hopes of been, being in shape and this is going to be it, his last hurrah. And you got fucking little Tom Brady down in fucking Florida just doing whatever the fuck he wants down there. <laughs> Big Ben struggling to fucking throw 123 yards. I, I, come on. Yeah, I, I will call myself very disappointed here because I did have high hopes, not for just Big Ben, but this whole Steelers team, the defense, you know, ex- you expect better than average out of them. Najee Harris didn't start off great, but he sure did finish the season great. He went for almost two bills last night. Um, he's got the wide receivers with, you know, Claypool, who, you know, inexplicably celebrates at the ill-timed, but uh, Deontay Johnson. But look, I think you can hang this Steelers season on Roethlisberger um, you know, he hints. I mean, this he's done in Pittsburgh. We all know he's done in Pittsburgh, but he doesn't come right out and say, "I'm retired." If you're another NFL team, do you touch this guy? Because I don't think I do. No, no, not at all. There's nothing left in the tank. You can't, Mm-mm, you can't no. waste a spot with him. No, I mean, maybe no, Belichick. This isn't like a Philip Rivers thing. No, you know? but maybe Belichick gives him like a one million dollar contract for a one year. <laughs> no, not even. Like, no. I mean, this, this is this, this guy's done. Um. So anyway, let's let's talk about his his career. Like a look back at his career. Um, just a synopsis of it. Uh, he he's uh, thrown for over sixty three thousand career passing yards. So I think he's currently at yeah sixty three thousand eight hundred forty four, that which ranks him fifth of all time. Passing touchdowns, he has four hundred and seventeen, which ranks him eighth. Uh, so I mean, statistically, you know he. What, what he's he's got the the two Super Bowls right he's mm-hmm. won two two Super Bowls, um, six Pro Bowls he's you know thrown for close to six thousand yards twenty eight touchdowns in in twenty two playoff starts I mean 
he got off to a hell of a start of a career, right? I mean, this dude, like, you know, rookie season was thrown into the fucking fire and, 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 uh, he's in that draft class with, uh, Philip Rivers and with, uh, Eli Manning. And you'd say out of the three of them, statistically, I guess Philip Rivers has had the statistical better career, but overall matching, you know, Super Bowls and playoffs and all that stuff. Big Ben is the winner out of that draft class, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think all three of them are going to benefit from long, long careers where they put up a lot of numbers. Eli got the benefit of, of you know, two Super Bowls, two catches in two Super Bowls. Yeah, two great catches in two, in two Super Bowls. But, um, you know, for me, they're going to go into the Hall of Fame, but I think the Hall of Fame's kind of been dumbed down a little bit. For me, I could go years without putting somebody in the Hall of Fame because can you tell the story of the game without these players? Maybe, probably, these three, two of them. I, actually, I think you can't tell the story of football without the those two Super Bowls with Eli, those two catches and knocking off uh, you know the Patriots, especially uh, when you got rid of, what 17 and 0 and then uh, killed the undefeated season so um but he'll get in but um yeah i did to put him in the all-time like top 10 top 20 i don't know if any one of these three are in the top 20 quarterbacks of all time no they're not but i do th- i mean looking at his body of work to me it's slam dunk that roethlisberger should get into the hall of fame more than eli yeah yeah, I would say that. I, I I would I would argue that Roethlisberger is is uh, uh, in over Eli, um, probably in over Philip Rivers as well. I, I think so as well. I, th- I think uh, yeah, f- what Philip Rivers did statistically for a couple of seasons was was remarkable. But then you got to remember who he followed up. I mean, he, he followed up Drew Brees there, and Drew Brees was putting up fucking numbers there. And then uh, I think it was just a. a a situational thing right he just walked into a situation where there's like you're just gonna fucking throw the ball every single fucking down you know and and just racked up some numbers i, I was saying this is like in this day and age how remarkable would have been to see someone like dan marino play with no fucking rules right i mean easily no one would have been touching his fucking uh yards or touchdowns if, if marino played in the modern times right now um maybe even got gets a super bowl out of it right uh, drew Brees snuck one out so uh maybe marino does um yeah, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that that Roethlisberger is not uh, a a Hall of Famer. I, you know, he had some issues, we'll say, right in in his uh, personal life. Um, and I don't think that the reporters are going to hold that necessarily against him. It's not like he was, you know, caught doing you know uh, uh, flaxseed oil or anything like that. So, um, that <laughs> well, we those journalists are a whole different ball game. <laughs> Although, yeah, literally a whole different ball game. Yeah. Uh, point one out for Ken Rosenstein, who just uh, got fired from uh, uh, MLB Network for uh, talking shit about Manfred. So, <laughs> Arch is, uh, is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever get a job working for Rob Manfred. Ever. No, no, no. I don't. We're going to get fired. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Big Ben, hell, hell of a career. Uh, I hope it's over. Like, that's all I got to say. <laughs> After this season, I fucking hope it's over. Yeah, I do too. Panther, any final thoughts? Roethlisberger? Uh, no, I, like I said, I think all three will get in. I, I you know, I would hold Philip and Eli has been out for a while. So his eligibility has got to be coming up, but I, I would, uh, I would almost intentionally hold back on rivers and Eli till Roethlisberger's five years and is eligible and put them all three in at the same time. They came in together <laughs> and then them walk out together. Just link them together. All right, there you go. Here's a tweet. I saw Max. This is kind of fun. Here's something totally bonkers. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars Sunday, 
the Raiders and Chargers would both get in with a tie. Literally, there would be no motivation for either team to do anything other than kneel it out 15 times each. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the, the NFL is so confident in the fact that the Jaguars are going to fucking lose on Sunday that they flex this, this Raiders Chargers game. And if by some fucking miracle uh, Jacksonville does win, then yeah, that, that's going to be a snooze fest of a fucking uh, Sunday night game. So uh, remarkable though. I, I, I actually hope it happens. I, I want to see those guys fucking just out there, you know, just like falling over on every single play. Like, Oh no, you got me. Uh, you know, it, actually be watching an actual Jaguars game, uh, you know, with them not trying out there, it would just they would kind of be watching the Jags on Sunday night football. <laughs> or Antonio Brown just you know hey we got a game to play we're just gonna walk off and let this thing <laughs> time itself out um uh, I look I don't think Jacksonville's gonna lose they, they've been hor- god it almost makes Urban Meyer look like a, a good coach they've been worse I think since he left um but I don't think they're beating the Colts so I think this game's gonna get played but the whole just to even think about I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. Taking a knee for like 60 straight minutes. <laughs> How mad would they be? Oh, my God. Goodell would be in his <laughs> helicopter <laughs> flying there to that game. It's just... <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Is the ja- Jacksonville has to lose. They, they have to lose, right? Because they have uh... – oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I think they have to lose because Detroit could end up 2-14-1. And Jacksonville, if they win, would be three fourteen and zero. They 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 could lose the top pick. So does it fucking matter? I mean, because they they're not taking a quarterback. <laughs> so I mean, you get the number one pick. Is is there a quarterback? Uh, do you guys have a, have a quarterback that's worth taking number one? That a team that someone was going to trade up to Jacksonville or Detroit or some of these teams for? Is there a quarterback coming out this year that's like, eh, this is the guy. This is the guy that we want. No, matter of fact, I think the the most talked about quarterback that I've seen is actually the the kid from Liberty University. Um, so a mid major. I, I haven't heard any of anybody that the guys that this weekend that put up the huge numbers are coming back. Bryce Young's back, C.J. Stroud's back. So this is not a great year. That's why I've been saying like Jacksonville, Detroit. They're better off trading out of those picks. Let somebody else move up and get as many picks as they can. Lord knows they need them. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I don't know who you'd pick number one overall right now. I'm. I'm, tr- I'm racking my brain trying to think of a quarterback. I can't. I mean, uh, I, one of these teams should just Orlando pace it. Like, I mean, if Detroit's smart, <laughs> I know Detroit needs so fucking much. But I mean, yeah, if you if you get one of those top picks, you just get the best fucking offensive lineman out there. Like, really, yeah. both those teams could use O lineman, and we've seen it time and time again. And Panther, I know you're. Uh, uh, you're being cheeky on on Twitter when you're talking about Derrick Henry, right? He's missed eight weeks and he's still what sixth in uh, rushing yards this season or something like that. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable <laughs> that uh, running backs don't matter, you know. But the, a lot of teams employ that revolving door of running backs. But uh-huh. this year, you know, it was Derrick Henry, obviously the first half of the season. Jonathan Taylor, the second half of the season. Outside of that, I mean, it's been kind of a, a platoon. Yeah, and I, I, I and I think that goes to the point that running backs really do not matter. It's it's you you. I mean, Nick Chubb has had a great season, but you know you pair him up with Kareem Hunt, right? Uh, whatever New England does, it just seems like okay. Let's we'll just focus in on just running the ball. So it's it's not the running backs necessarily. It's the running game. The running game does matter. The offensive line matters, and I, I think this is why I either of these teams would be smart to just get the best offensive lineman out there and, and yeah, i'm looking at you new york I'm looking at you with the fucking <laughs> fourth goddamn pick in the draft right now if, if you do not draft an offensive lineman with your first fucking pick 
I mean, Gettleman or not, I don't care who's fucking GMing. You're you're drafting a goddamn offensive lineman in the top fucking four, and if not, then man, you're talking to both New York teams, right? Both of them, probably both yeah, New York yeah, I think teams. I think so. I think yeah. both New York teams need offensive line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's off topic completely. I'm looking at the draft order. The Houston Texans only have 34 million dollars in cap space for next season. That's it. That's all they have. Do do they have their pick? Uh, do, do they get do they get this one, or do does Miami get this one? I don't know. I have to look and see. Yeah, I have to check. I, I know that the Miami like fucking fleeced them for fucking uh, t- it was Tunsil that they traded, right? Mm. Yeah. Good job, Houston. You're just in such good shape. In such good shape. <laughs> you know, and I was also looking at the, the draft order too. You know, the uh, steel. I blame the Steelers here because they couldn't beat the Detroit Lions. They tied them. Jacksonville's number one, and Detroit's number two. Yep. Yep. That's right. All right, enough of that. Let's take a breather. Hey, let's talk about my bookie with over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs. The NFL season is it's winding down, but winning season is still available for you at my bookie. Head over to mybookie.ag. You can choose from a variety of boosts and free bets. This is really across any sport that you're betting on. In order to get started, though, make your first deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I mean, once you put Joe Namath in the Hall of Fame, you pretty much open the door for every fucking quarterback who doesn't just absolutely suck, right? Just, oh, God, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, it- at that point, it's 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 one fucking Super Bowl that just pretty much gets you in, right? right. And you, you know, unless you have so, I'll put Philip Rivers in the Dan Marino category, where he's have all the fucking stats in the world and no Super Bowls, and then just any any quarterback that has a Super Bowl, like <laughs> Fran Tarkenton, he's he's got a Super Bowl. No, he's, Fran does not. He went to like four not. and lost every single yeah, one. Yeah, lost them all. All right, well. <laughs> If Gilford and Flacco get in, I'm going to have a problem. If Saxy Maxie's not dead, Max just killed him right there. All right, basketball, <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> I thought Tarkinson uh, got one afterwards. Anyway, uh, you know, was one of those guys that just kind of fucking picked one up at the tail end of his career. Uh, I was thinking Washington. Who, who fucking won it for Washington? It was a... Uh, Everybody, Theisman. everybody. Uh, well, Theisman did it, but there's no Doug guy. Williams Rippin, won one. Doug Williams. I, uh, yeah, right? That's what it was. Rippin won one too, didn't he? Yep. Oh so. shit! Goddamn! All these guys need to be fucking Hall of Famers at this point. Eli gets <laughs> in. All these guys get in. Sacramento at Los Angeles Lakers have managed to win two games in a row. They beat up on Portland, and then they won a close one over Minnesota the other night. So a matchup against the lowly Kings kind of fits their mo of beating sub five hundred teams. Only I think this one could be a tough one for them. Sacramento only six and ten on the road this season. They've lost their last four games on the road, but you know at home they've played much better. They've won three or four games, so they are capable of actually playing what we consider basketball out there. Uh, looking at the numbers, you know I, I ran it, and yeah, LA should win this one, but I see some value jumping on the Kings here. Uh, Kings. They have some uh, really good guard play out there, and, and Westbrook, you know, he's been quite indifferent to playing defense at times. So I think if the Kings can establish the tempo offensively, Lakers could be in a spot to be playing catch-up. Uh, last time these teams played, the Lakers easily beat them. But they had Anthony Davis in their lineup. He's not there anymore. Right now they've got Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan. And even though the Kings are going to be without Rashawn Holmes, it's just a big blow. They still have Damian Jones and Tristan Thompson in the middle there. D- Damian Jones has been playing pretty good. As of late, so I think they should be able to neutralize the Lakers' big men. So I think it does come down to the guard play, uh, and, and I, I think Sacramento can just 
you know, outpace the Lakers here. The X factor, of course, is one LeBron James. If he does play, which I expect him to play, he can certainly carry LA to a win. But I am reminded of the first time these teams played this year. I don't know if you guys remember this one. LeBron just gave it his fucking all out there. Kings pushed the Lakers to three overtimes. They won the game by four points in triple overtime. So even with LeBron playing at MVP level, I just don't know if the Lakers, you know, outright come out and beat the shit out of the Kings today. It's it's possible. I think it's close. If it's close, the implied probability says $10 money line bet on Sacramento. Yeah, ever since LeBron spoke up a couple you know, games ago, they've played a little bit more spirited basketball, putting up much better offensive numbers. You know, as much as we like to hate on LeBron, his season so far, 28 and a half points per game, seven and a half rebounds, six and a half assists. The, the guy is a freak of nature. As long as he can stay on the floor, the Lakers are a much better team. But I'm in agreement with you here. And I, I looked at it, it was seven and a half. You know, this morning when I was looking at it, now it's dropped down to the Lakers six and a half. So I think uh, Vegas agrees with you. It's getting a little bit better for the Lakers and worse for the Kings. I'll do you a solid and not get on this game. Heavy lean on the Kings. Kiss of death has been hitting lately. I wouldn't be so afraid if I was you. Um, But yeah, I like this play. I do think the Lakers win. I think the money line is kind of questionable, but that seven and a half is mighty tempting. And I got to do it. I'm going to grab the Kings plus seven and a half for 10 bucks. Money line's questionable, but hey, listen, the money line was questionable yesterday with, with, with Memphis beating Brooklyn. Uh, money line's been questionable with OKC beating uh, the, yeah. the Knicks. Yeah, but uh, yesterday fuck, you had six. Hey, Detroit, Detroit beat the goddamn Bucks <laughs> yesterday. I mean, so to me, I, with all this COVID stuff going on, I think it's it's worth taking a shot on the on these yeah. big payouts here. Yeah, but yesterday you had Sex Panthers blessing on one of them. I so. did. That's, that's a fair point. Uh, anyway, let's see what else we get Sex Panthers blessing on today, because that is it for me in the NBA. Uh, I got three more. Let's take a look about the aforementioned Memphis Grizzlies. Big win yesterday against Brooklyn. Now they'll travel over and take on Cleveland. Uh, it looks like they're getting some support. He won't play today, but Rajon Rondo has been traded to Cleveland. Uh, I don't believe he's going to suit up. But Cleveland's got still some guys listed as out. Given this line, I'm thinking somebody, somebody's coming back because I cannot, for the life of me, understand the way Memphis is playing why Cleveland is favored by three here. This could be another one of those traps. Could be another one of those Vegas is getting it wrong. I don't know. But the Grizzle are playing too damn good, and they're making me a ton of money. Give me 10 bucks on Memphis. Maybe you're looking at this the wrong way. Maybe someone's uh, not being added to the Cavs. Maybe someone's going to be subtracted by uh, the Grizzlies, right? I mean, they just played the game last night. Uh, they're still kind of uh, treating John Morant with some kid gloves, making sure that he's not going to break down. Uh, so it could be that someone rests tonight or someone sits out for the grizzle, and that's why you're probably seeing that line here. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, man, I I want to bet uh, Memphis here. I think Memphis could win the game, but coming off that back-to-back, I'm I'm just a little, little hesitant here. So a lean on the grizzle. Yeah, I'm going to lean Cleveland in this one, minus the three. I think they this is going to be a really close, ugly game, and I'm just going to – I think Cleveland might actually sneak this one out. Okay, well, let's try another game, see if I can get some support here. How about San Antonio at Toronto? You know, the Spurs lost to Detroit, which is really hard to do because Detroit just does not win very many games. They lost that one in overtime. They're still banged up. No Lonnie Walker, no McDermott, no DeJounte Murray. uh, Just missing so many pieces. Going against a Raptor team who's gotten healthier. uh, Only two guys 
relatively inconsequential guys listed on the injury report. They've won two in a row against decent Clipper and uh, New York Knicks teams. I like the Raptors here. It's just that five and a half, six seems a little bit too many. So I'm going to pull a max here and money line this one. We're going to bump it up to $25 to cover that money line. And uh, we'll take the Toronto Raptors here. Uh, you know, I joked a, a couple of days ago where it's, uh, I looked at implied probability, didn't see the team, and, and then I saw the team of San Antonio. It kind of happened again today. I was, I was looking, I was like, holy shit, I need to be betting the Spurs. And uh, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Especially with no DeJounte Murray out there. I think unbettable with, without their best player on the court. Uh, I will lean San Antonio here, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that a healthy Raptors team greater than a banged-up Spurs team on the road, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm going to lean uh, San Antonio here plus the points, but I'm not betting this game. I think you're right. I think Toronto probably wins the game, no problem. But that six has me a little little hesitant. All right, one more game for me. Let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns going to New Orleans. Pelicans, uh, no New Year's favors, man. The, the schedule makers have killed them with the Milwaukee Bucks, Utah Jazz, and now they get the Phoenix Suns. That's kind of like a murderer's row to start the year. And... They're, they're healthy. Both teams are relatively healthy. Um, but Phoenix, yeah, they lost three of their last five. I think they need to start asserting themselves, uh, particularly against teams that are struggling. New Orleans does do okay at home, 7-10 and 10 at home. Phoenix, though, is really good on the road. I'm having to – I had this at 7. Can I still get 7? Because I'm seeing 8 now. 7.5. Uh, we'll make that work 10 bucks on the suns yeah straight up number wise i I think you know the pelicans can hang but then you just look at at recency and factor that in and it it looks like whatever momentum the pelicans had whatever uh you know good basketball they were playing might be over with (laughs) because they have just been absolutely fucking demolished in their last couple of games uh, I don't like them with the Suns coming to town. Suns, one of the best basketball teams in, in the league for for sure. Uh, I will lean the Pelicans getting the fucking eight points. It does seem like a bit much, but I mean, when you look at, uh, let's see, they lost to Utah by 11. They lost to Milwaukee by 23. You know, I mean, <laughs> lost to the fucking OKC Thunder by five. I mean, that's, that's like losing to Phoenix by 20. So uh, I'll lean on the Pelicans here. Yeah, I'm going to lean Phoenix here, <clears throat> minus the seven and a half. I, I'm not crazy about that. M- maybe at the seven, eh, maybe, but not at seven and a half. Lean that way. Okay, that's all the association for me. We're looking at the Pacers going to New York City. Pacers are plus one and a half. Now, New York has been playing better. I concede you that. But I still think Indiana can sneak up and bite them in this one. So I'm going to take the Pacers plus one and a half points for 10 bucks. Uh, question panther who is going to score for the knicks today do they have anyone available to actually get the ball into the hoop i have no idea mitch robinson is back but he's not a scorer with no kemba and no randall i don't know who does the scoring yeah and that was that was my whole thing too is i i think you're probably right here arch i i I do think that uh, Indiana should be able to uh, maybe win this one straight up uh, with no Julius Randle and Kemba Walker out there for the Knicks. I don't, I don't know where their offense comes from. And, and honestly, Knicks play better on the road than they have at the Garden this year. So this could be upset city. Uh, I'm, I'm Listen, my numbers say lean the Knicks. I'll lean the Knicks uh, and and try to factor in the fact that they're, they're just going to score 85 points somehow. 
85 might not be enough, but the Pacers are on a four-game losing streak. The problem for them has been their defense. You know, they're scoring 105, 108, 106, 104. 105 is probably enough to win this game, but their defense just hasn't been clamoring down. Karis LeVert is listed out. T.J. Warren is out. So it puts a lot of pressure on Brogdon and Miles Turner uh, to, to get the job done. Sabonis is going to have to carry some weight here. The best players on the floor are Pacers. Um, but this line, you know, knowing Randall and knowing Walker out and the Knicks still minus one and a half, just scream, stay away from me. So I'll lean the Pacers, but I'm off this game. All right. That's all I had in basketball, too. So we are shooting over to the ice. All right. A couple games for me. Let's start San Jose at Detroit. Uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, these two teams surprisingly good this season, San Jose and Detroit. Uh, fringe playoff teams at the moment. Uh, the question is, can they sustain this during the stretch? Um you know, Sharks, they've started their post-COVID break. They've won two or three games. Offenses look really fucking good. Their defenses look really fucking dreadful. So if they have playoffs, playoff aspirations, I think they need to stop the bleeding of those goals. Uh, Red Wings 0-2 since returning from their break. They've not looked good at all. Uh, they're a young team, right? So you expect them to go through lulls like this. Uh, at times, goaltending is a strength. That's when uh, 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 Kovic is in the goal. Uh, when they have grease in the in the crease, he's a vulnerability for that that, that defense, right? Uh, I do believe the former will get the start tonight, but still, I like San Jose to grab the win, despite you know the the goaltending woes from Detroit and on the goaltending woes of San Jose. I think this is going to be a, kind of a grind. Like, I think that that offense is going to just slow down for Detroit. They probably win this game, you know, a close one. Uh, I still have them winning it, though. So a $10 bet on the Sharks. Yeah, this isn't a game I'm on. I, I was really high on Detroit, the youth, and how they had been playing. But post-sabbatical, coming back, uh, the, the goaltending, like you mentioned, has been horrible. They've given up eight goals in the first two games. And worse is the offense has only scored one goal in each of those two games, albeit against elite competition, Washington and Boston. Maybe they have a little bit more success against San Jose, but I'm going to need to see the Red Wings kind of do a little self-correction here before I can jump on that bandwagon. I'll lean San Jose, but I'm off this game. Yeah, flip a coin. That's who's going to win this one. Jesus, this looks tight. <laughs> Good luck, Max. All right. Hey, last one up for me. Let's talk Philadelphia at Anaheim. Uh, you know, Ducks kind of limped out of the gate since coming back from their break. They've lost three in a row. Now, granted, uh, going on the road to Vegas and Colorado, not a fucking fun way to kick off their return to hockey. Uh, for Philly, I mean, what can you say? Uh, without Carter Hart, this team is a fucking disaster. They they just got beat by the Kings on New Year's Day, 6-3. to three. Uh, this team's in trouble until Carter Hart gets back there. Um, offensively, Anaheim, we know they're capable of putting up some goals. Coming back home today, I think I think they put on a show. Uh, Philly, they've been on, on a four-game road trip. Now, granted, being in California right now with their weather is, is much nicer than being uh, what we're dealing with on the East Coast right now. But I, I do believe that Philly would rather be at home playing in front of their home crowd right now instead of uh, the fourth uh, road game in a row. So, Ducks get it done today. $10 bet on Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, is there a more important player on any hockey team than the goalie? And, and you've seen it with the Flyers uh, giving up six goals to the LA Kings. Um, they're really struggling on the defensive side. But you look at Anaheim post-sabbatical, I mean, one goal, one goal, two goals. They're having trouble finding, you know, putting the puck in the net. 
I, you know, I liked Anaheim, but I couldn't get away from that plus line for the Flyers. I, I kind of think Philadelphia's got a little bit more in the offensive tank, so I'm banking on them to carry the weight of their defensive inefficiencies. I'm going to put ten bucks on and a flyer on the Flyers. Ooh, man, I think at that minus one thirty-five for Anaheim, that's, that's a that's, steal. That, that's that's it, a right steal. There, yeah. Fuck, oh, no, I think I think you can go higher. <laughs> it's a steal at minus one thirty-five. So yeah, I think this is a, a good play. All right. Hey, that's it for me. Panther, you got another? Uh, yeah, I got two more. Let's Whoa. take a look at Calgary going to Florida. Uh, you know, we're beating a dead horse here talking about how good Florida is at home. 17-3 and three at home. Calgary, <sighs> color me surprised. I don't pay that much attention to hockey, but – Damn, it's 17 and 7 on the season, 13 and 4 away from the friendly confines that have been playing some incredible hockey all season long. This is going to be a hell of a hockey game, but there's no way I can bet against the Panthers when they are at home. So at minus 135, you're talking about steals. I find this to be a steal. 10 bucks on the Panthers. Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite side here. I, 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 was, I was tempted to take the Flames here. I mean, the, the the specter of the Florida Panthers definitely scared me off. But you're talking about like liking that plus line for the Flyers. I was kind of like eyeing up this plus line for Calgary. I, I think they can really keep this close. So I will lean the Flames here, but it's tempting. Really yeah, tempting. I like Florida. I like that play. Minus 135, eh, you might be – it's right on the border, but I think they're going to win. I think you're you're safe. All right, one more for me. Rip the Band-Aid off. Been doing pretty well with my Vegas Golden Knights. They're going to be at home going against the National Predators, who are just so-so on the road. They, you know, were playing really good hockey before the break. They've lost two out of three, beat the Blackhawks. I don't know if that really counts as a win. Uh, So they're going to go over and take on Vegas, who I do like a lot here. Kind of feels like it might be a little light on the line, maybe a little trappish. I don't know, but 10 bucks on the Golden Knights. Yeah, I originally had this one as betting uh, Vegas. Uh, I'm moral support here. I, I, I'm definitely leaning them. Um, I don't like the line. I, I don't like where it's at. Uh, but, I mean, don't discount the Predators. They are one of the elite teams in hockey right now. And I think when you look at uh, you know the, the conferences, like – Nashville's going to be right in there in the end, I think. So, uh, good matchup should be a fun one to watch. I will lean Vegas here, but I don't want anything to fucking do with this game. <laughs> no, I like Las Vegas here, minus one fifteen. I think I think you got some wiggle room to play with Panther. I think I think they're going to take care of business. That's what's concerning me. It was minus one thirty an hour ago, and I see it at one twenty, and you're seeing it one fifteen. So, <laughs> I don't know where my wiggle room is going, Ooh. but it's, it's getting better for him. It scared uh, me to death. There you go. Uh, Avalanche Blackhawks over. Gerardo asks. Let's see. Avalanche Blackhawks. They've got a six. That's six. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I, I, I have this right. I have Colorado winning four to two. So, I mean, I have it right at six. Um, they probably get another goal in there. It's probably maybe five. Yeah, I think that's what you're. I think that's the, the guessing game here is how many goals do the Blackhawks get? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think Colorado will do their job. Right. Yeah, I think that's an overplay. Uh, Indy versus Knicks under. That's the question. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't know where the fucking offense is going to come from from New York. Uh, Kemba Walker was was carrying this team offensively. Uh, no Julius Randle out there. Um, Evan Fournier might have been the fucking uh, worst signing in the offseason. 
Like, I, he's just looking fucking awful out there. It's one of the smartest moves the Celtics did is not re-signing that motherfucker because he looks dreadful out there. I, I don't think Fournier can, can carry the Knicks to, uh, you know, triple-digit fucking scoring today. So I, I'd probably go the under there. Yeah, I like the under as well. Like I said, uh, the the way the uh, pace has only been scored about 105 points a game, and I don't <laughs> think the Knicks get anywhere close to triple digits today. So I definitely like the under. There you go. So we talked about football. We talked about basketball. We talked about hockey. Max, that is it. That is it. Download the DGENs app for Android or iOS and let us know anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen to please highest rate and comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Parlay time. We'll keep it all on the basketball, on the association. I like Memphis plus the three, Toronto on the money line part, and Phoenix minus the seven and a half. Put those three together. That'll be your Panther Parlay. Then you guys can join us on Facebook, Twitter. Give us a shout out. Call us out by name. We'll holler back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.